0: Welcome to the You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran Kumar, founder and host of You're Not Invisible After 50. Despite the title, you don't have to be over 50 to listen to this podcast. No matter whether you're 25, 45 or 65, we can all learn lessons from each other to help us build a better, more fulfilled life come listen to the inspiring stories of all the phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. They are not invisible, I'm not invisible, and neither are you. So no matter what society says, life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. Welcome to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kieran and host of this podcast we are all about showcasing phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. You'll get to hear all the inspiring stories why you don't have to be invisible after 50. So sit back and enjoy the wonderful life story from this week's guest. My guest today is Navin Jetha. Hi Navin. Hi Kieran. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome, 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 my friend. Um, Before we go into the body of the podcast, I'd like you to introduce yourself to our listeners in one line that describes you.
1: Okay, I consider myself a healer and a teacher. And my purpose here is to break down generational patterns. In my family and in the collective.
0: Interesting. We're gonna to get to hear more about that as we move into the body mm-hmm. of the past podcast. I have to come back to that
1: eventually. Okay.
0: So that's I'm move excited,
1: on. I'm excited, I'm excited. So let's move into the body of the podcast,
0: right? So we're gonna start about uh, so we're gonna start with your past.
1: Okay. So wherever
0: you want to start, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, I was born in Iringa, Tanzania, which is in East Africa, and uh, what I remember about my childhood is that I had a community, and that community was heaven for me. Um, I knew everybody, and I felt supported, so even though stuff was probably happening in, at home, I knew I had that community. I had lots of friends. And I enjoyed spending time with my friends. We used to sing, and, you know, I used to sing at the mosque and even win awards for singing and all of that. So the community was, like, so uh, dear dear to my heart. And then we moved to Canada, and that was very difficult for me as a child. I was, like, 11 when we moved. And, you know, at that time I didn't realize that, but when I look back, it's like, The ground was like, what's the word I'm looking for? It was like um, the root beneath my feet were ripped off from under me. And when I moved to Canada, I was a different person all of a sudden. So later I realized that. And, um, you know, as I went through a healing process, I did um, get my heart back, you know, And that happened, like, I started waking up, like, in my 40s, right? That's when it happened. And that's when I became a healer, right? And um, so I I feel like my whole life that has happened, it was pointing towards healing. And if whatever happened hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't be who I am today.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, um, when we kind of go through pain, you know, yeah. in our, in our youth or through life, we actually learn so much from that. And then when we look back at it at that moment in time, it's so painful. But <laughs> you realize that through all these hardships, we become stronger, more tenacious, have more perseverance, have more determination, more grit. And it makes us the people that we are. And we also get in tune with. A Lot of things like you did with the healing, but let me ask you a question. When you do, you still feel a weight because I feel a weight when you just said what you said. I still feel there's a little bit of a weight there. Is that the case?
1: Oh, probably there is a little bit of the weight and um pain of that loss of the community, and that, that was my I think the biggest thing I left behind, yeah.
0: And I can understand that because. First of all, I did feel it from when you was talking. But I also feel that we all want to have a sense of belonging. And I equally haven't had a sense of belonging. Um And that you feel, I always ask the question, what if it was this way and not the way it happened? What if, you know, you had a relationship that worked out, et cetera, et cetera? How would life be so different? Um, But again, coming back to what you were saying earlier, that we travel this journey and it makes us the people that we are and those moments that we've traveled through are painful um yeah. so we have to just move forward and kind of carry that weight i suppose till the end of time with us because it's always going to be there
1: well it's there right now so who knows who knows maybe later but right now it's still here yeah and that's okay yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit more about your past and anything else you'd like to share. Yeah,
1: yeah, there is a little bit more past, but now this is in Canada. So, initially wanted to be a dentist <laughs> because so that, I think I was very influenced by my culture, like my family and the culture I'm in and um, the mosque. You know, we were all really encouraged to get education, educated, and have an education. It's a typical a Asian just, thing. It's a typical yeah, I think Asian it's a typical thing. Typical Asian thing, right? And so I was really encouraged to become either a doctor or a lawyer. So then I ended up going and I I went and got uh, accepted into computer science. So I did computer science at U of C. And that was, and then after that, I got a job in the corporate world. And, you know, I was working and, and then I got married and, you know, that's, that was my past. And, um, Life was, you know, the white picket fence and the home and the job, the corporate world. And it was like, yeah, all the ducks were lining up in a row kind of thing, right? And then, um, of course, I get married. And I guess I should say this here. Should I say this here? Okay. As I'm getting married, I I was, yeah, it was my wedding. It was my wedding. And uh, I remember this. I'm I'm on the altar, right? We're getting married and we're saying our vows. And my intuitive voice goes in there, comes up like out of nowhere, and it says, don't get married. And I'm there ready to say yes or no, or yes, I do, and yes, I don't kind of thing. And I looked at everybody, and I just said yes. And a part of me, it felt like a part of me died inside when I said that.
0: That's quite strong. And it's actually quite funny, um, what you've just been saying, because I want to be a dentist. I got a science. D- I know this is weird. This is really <laughs> strange, right? I got a science degree as well. And I, and eventually ended up Thank being God. a project program manager inside in, in the kind of computer field. But what also is quite interesting when I got married, I knew that my husband wasn't the right man for me. So your intuition like myself. So there's a lot of similarities.
1: Mm-hmm. So carry on
0: with regards to I just thought I'd bring that out because yeah please point, interesting uh, that's an
1: inter- yeah comparison and
0: the fact is that we connect it as well that makes it so much more interesting the fact that we our lives are kind of very much parallel to each other yes
1: absolutely like i if you if you saw the parallel in this story that I tell you, I wonder how many more will right
0: absolutely absolutely because,
1: right there these patterns exist in all of us and so um yeah but i said yes anyways and i do not regret it i did in the beginning but i if i look back from now i don't regret it because i wouldn't have the children i have with me mm-hmm. right now right mm-hmm. so um anyways so that marriage actually dissolved within a uh, very quickly you know um, how many years was, was it
0: that you were kind of married 90,
1: what was it, 90 97 I think we got married mm-hmm. and in 2001 he left he left mm-hmm. in 2001 mm-hmm. but I had known him before that for a few years so total you know before marriage and during marriage it's, it was like 10 years right, right. okay yeah so, mm-hmm. so um Anyways, he decided to leave and um, and initially it was very challenging as a single parent. Very challenging. I just didn't realize how challenging until I remember one night <laughs> my, kids, my child is crying because she wants milk and I'm like, there's no milk in the house and I can't tell somebody else to go buy some for me and bring it here. I have to pack both my kids up in the winter warm up the car, put them in, the, in the, their car seats, and go get milk. I didn't realize how challenging it was trying to raise them by myself. But, you know, that was the challenge I was given, and I took it. And um, I am so grateful right now because, um, like I said, I wouldn't be the person I am without those children. When my husband left, we had just bought a home. Okay, so I was moving. He left, and then I moved into my new home. And my dad got sick with colitis at the same time. And my daughter was born at the same time. So everything happened at the same time. And I lost my job, my corporate job. I lost it. Mm-hmm. So that, that that happened in 2001 when my daughter was born. And um, I mean... I, I, I was still pretty shut down at that point. That mm-hmm. didn't really wake me up, to be honest. It wasn't the the major callus that woke me up. Um, but, um, you know, all I all I knew at that time is I had to keep going for my kids. And uh, what I ended up doing, however, is I opened a day home because I got laid off from my corporate mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. I opened a day home and so I could stay with my kids. So that worked really well. I had all these kids and, you know. And I realized most of my energy was, of course, going into serving my kids and the other kids. And mm-hmm. I was kind of putting myself last, you know, I ended up in that state of uh, existence for a while. But then what happened is once my kids started going to school, my son started going to school, the teachers would come and say, well, you know, uh, he, he's like this and he's like that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? what's going on Uh Uh one teacher said well you should get him tested for adhd and another one said um i can't keep him still and all this kind of stuff those kinds of feedback i was getting and uh interesting enough that's what started waking me up was my son that was the catalyst for me to kind of go what is going on that was like my questioning in my brain it's like what's going on he's fine at home like what's going on you know and uh, so I I hired a psychologist to do an assessment on him mm-hmm. and uh, ended up going, it ended up happening uh, that this, I, I met the perfect psychologist because she said, it's not him, it's you. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. <laughs> so, you know, she kind of uh, said, well, you need, it's basically what she was trying to say was you need to change you to change them or to change him. And so I dived into that. I really took that to heart and I dived into it and I that's when I started waking up. That's my son was my catalyst. Um but I realized I had to listen to my my body, not my mind. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned from that psychologist. And so once that happened, it was like, okay, I'm gonna things started changing a little bit, you know. Like I was not as the same mom all of a sudden. My heart started coming back and I, I realized I left my heart back home and I started bringing it back and forgiving and all that kind of stuff started happening. You know, the whole... Through the
0: darkness comes the light, doesn't it, really, at the end of the day?
1: Really, yes. You're right. I did shine the light on the darkness. I started yeah. shining the light on the darkness and healing that darkness that I had buried deep inside me um and um and I started seeing the world differently and I I and then I met a healer and uh that's when I realized yes I'm a healer
0: and that actually brings us to the present so so tell us what you're doing currently in terms of your work
1: I teach fitness still I teach water I teach yoga so I did go and get my yoga uh, uh, certification. And uh, I also teach uh, older adults. Like I'll teach more subtle movements like exercises mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that can keep the body strong as we age. You know, mm-hmm. So I think I'm really into that right now. So those are the main things I teach right now when it comes to fitness,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And then the second thing I... Um, I do is I also teach an online, I have a job online, Mm -hmm. and I'm teaching uh, addictions and community services program with one of the colleges, and so it's interesting how I found that job because uh, the students are actually becoming, uh, not social workers, but community workers, and they help people who have addictions and things like that, so it's quite rewarding in, in its own way. And the third thing I'm doing is I'm building my business, right? So uh I'm building my I guess I could call it a healing business because mm-hmm. it's my healer that's gonna be um you know, I'm building a platform for my healer to for my a vehicle to allow the healer to to be out. Reach in out, the world. to reach yeah. out to the world. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, yes. Building my business, and it's um, it's 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 it's. it's al- I'm allowing it to unfold as it's unfolding. You know, I'm like more allowing it for my intuition to guide me on what mm-hmm. to do, how mm-hmm. what to build. Even if something comes up that doesn't make sense to me nowadays, mm-hmm. I'm learning to trust it and saying, "Okay, this might be a little piece might belong here at this moment. Maybe I don't see it." But I'm starting to kind of trust what's showing up is is, is where, where, how I'm, like, you know, allowing my intuition to guide me through this business.
0: I think uh, it's interesting about, because you and I are both, I mean, I've started up my business, um, what, six months ago, probably. And mm-hmm. again, the same thing here as well is that things show up, things come your way, which you haven't anticipated. And you're constantly changing because the universe is putting that in front of you in order to take the next step and mm-hmm. to guide you down a path that the universe wants you to take. Right. And yes. you're ever changing and evolving. And the most important thing of all of that is that you follow and you trust the process, because if you trust the process, it's going to actually come out right for you at the end of the day
1: so cool so exciting isn't it sometimes i feel like i'm on a roller coaster ride and i don't know where it's going yeah and just being in that space of uncertainty Mm -hmm. i find that i still resist it Mm -hmm. because doubt gets in the way but i'm aware of it now Mm -hmm. before i wasn't and so that's the difference and uh so i'm just allowing and see what shows up and Even if fear comes through, I'm like, but, you know, like, even if fear comes through, I'm not as afraid to put myself out there anymore and show up as I am in my 50s because I was resisting the 50s. You are. You are. (laughs) Do you want to tell the listeners what that story was about? (laughs) Yeah, that the 50s was, you know, I'm actually a very tiny person. Okay. I'm like under five feet. And it's always all my life, since I was young, I was able to get away looking young, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of my little, what i I say, a little weapon or something I could call it, right? I could say, okay, yeah. you know, people are going to think I'm young, I'm going to get away with this. So I was yeah, able absolutely. to get away with a lot, right? So, um, so you know, having reached, reaching 50 and trying to admit I'm in my 50s was challenging because I wanted to fool people into thinking I was young, first of all, Uh uh and because I would get away with more. And then the other reason I was resisting admitting that I'm in my 50s is because I felt like, for some weird reason, I felt like people would treat me differently, Uh you know? Because, like, look at me. I teach fitness. We have these four classes Uh called 50+. Uh And I'm like, okay, those are senior classes, right, in my mind. So I'm like, if I admit I'm in my 50s, I'm going to start being treated like an older yes. person. <laughs> so that was causing the resistance for me to admit that I'm in my 50s, right? But since I've met you, Kieran, I'm no longer resisting <laughs> that much. <laughs> because, um, well, I mean,
0: because I actually quite verbally state that I'm 58. I'm no. not shy of it. I've said it on radio as well. Um, and I'm also because of this podcast and the the idea behind You're Not Invisible After 50 is to change the narrative. And when we did meet and we have discussed, <laughs> now you're actually <laughs> open to stating publicly. I, really am. I am. In your 50s, because it doesn't matter. Yes, I think, I think society does judge. But we're changing the way. This is the whole idea yeah, behind this, it. right? I totally agree. And the fact is that we, you know, all the women are coming on here are phenomenal women who are an example of what it is to be a woman of the, 50, in, the in their 50s at this moment in time. And yes. you can still be strong in your, you know, stand your ground um, and have all of the, the, the faculties that you had before. And you have life experience, which is an added bonus, right? Uh, I say to my kids, I say to my kids, I've been around the block. I know how this goes. You know, I've seen it all. I've got a T-shirt now. Thank you very much. I can speak from experience. And to me, that's a really kind of, you're talking about having a weapon, right? That's a great weapon to have.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. You just shifted it. You're right. The weapon is um, is different in Mm -hmm. your 50s, right? Like it's more... Your wisdom is there, right? Yeah. It's the wisdom. like, And your intuitive ability is so strong. Mm-hmm. And I feel so much more grounded and so much more centered. And um, I will listen to my intuitive abilities, my intuitive power, um, before anybody else, doesn't matter who it is. You know, that's how much faith I have in that voice, like, it's like nothing's going to stop it it's like stepping in that power and just just realizing how powerful we are in our 50s i'm totally yeah. with you
0: here totally with you here because i know now that i can stand my ground i can yes. say my piece and i know that it feels right and then yeah. you go with it. I'm just like you. I don't listen to anybody. All right? I just do my own thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I know a lot of people like my relatives are probably get upset about all of that because I don't follow their rules and their. What are the words I'm looking for? The, the you know, the. Expectations. The patterns that they live in. I don't believe in them. I don't follow them. I don't. Except, I mean I don't like the word ex- it's not that I don't accept them yes I accept, ex- accept you if you want to follow those rules and those patterns but I choose a different path I choose not to live those I choose to follow my intuitive ability my intuitive, intuitive power because that's what I'm here to do I'm not here to please you I, even though you're my close relative I'm not here to Please, you. I'm here to be of service to the world, you know, and that's. Stand in your own power,
0: and stand in your own power,
1: and stand in my power, so I can serve. Yeah, absolutely. So, what does the future look like for yourself? I believe my future is pretty optimistic. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here now with the future. My mind does kind of kick in and, you know, add a little sprinkle of doubt and stuff. But I do know that at the same time, I'm pretty strong. And I do know that I'm following my intuitive abilities and power. So future looks pretty bright. Future is grand. It's Mm -hmm. big. Mm -hmm. Okay. The only thing I see is it hasn't shown up yet. And that's okay. And so I my patience is being tested a little bit. But I also know that the um, universe works in mysterious ways. The universe is guiding me. And this is where I need to be right now where I am.
0: I think we all want to see the end goal. We want to see what's in front of us. We want to see what's coming next. And you don't see it because you don't know what's Exactly.
1: There. And that makes us
0: nervous, right?
1: That makes me uncomfortable. I feel uncertain, but I need to sit in this uncertainty and trust. So I believe in this moment, as I'm going through this challenge of building my business, my trust is being challenged. My faith is being challenged. And I need to sit in it. Even though my body might be shaking while I'm going through it, I, I need to sit in it and say, yes, you take over. I need you to take over because... I need to listen to that voice, right? And so that's where I'm sitting at. And that's where the future is. Right now, this is the present, I would say. The future, I believe, is bright. Yes, I cannot see it. I see my headlights like one foot ahead. That's all I see. So as I meet another human being, a connection, I invite it in. Uh, Whatever's happening in the next step, I'm just taking one step at a time. That's my future right now. One step at a time, I did a master class, okay, I met three people who I have to interview fine one step at a time is my future right now and I'm Backless. learning the other the other thing about my future right now is I need to I'm being asked to slow down mm-hmm. and I'm also in my creative space I'm doing some writing, so that's my that's what my immediate future looks like. Fabulous. thank you.
0: Um okay let's move on. So we're gonna this is where we actually give tips out to our Oh yeah, listeners. yeah, yeah. So, I have some. Oh great. So we're gonna start with um giving five tips to mm-hmm. anybody who's under fifty. So mm-hmm. what five tips would you have to anybody who's under fifty?
1: I think my number one tip is to take risks in life. Mm-hmm. And allow yourself to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And learn from them because there're valuable lessons in them. Excellent. And if you fall, if you fall, you know, this is the same one here as you take risks in life you will fall. Mm-hmm. No doubt. But learn to pick yourself up, learn to get up. Because that's where you will learn so much. Wow, powerful. Your sure way it's a sure way to to find courage. Mhm. And courage is the number one thing you need in life. That's the tip number one. Okay. Number two. Number two is what I always do is follow your intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, it will guide you to make choices for you and nobody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it will guide you to make choices that are right for you. Even if it's scary, you got to, you got to follow your intuition. And even if when nobody else agrees with you.
0: Absolutely, I totally agree with
1: that. <laughs> so so that's going to, again, you know, help you find your courage and your strength and inner strength, and it will help you carve out your path in life. Absolutely. And point number three, I said, is put yourself first mm-hmm.
0: and value
1: yourself so that your children and others can learn to do the same. Absolutely. So you can that role model, right, in the world yeah. for other women other people in life. Number four, get an education. Mm -hmm. You are young, get an education because this will open up choices for you later in life and open doors for you. And you can be a role model for another woman who gets Mm -hmm. an education and learns to um, stand on on her own two feet. Absolutely. And build a backbone. You need Mm -hmm. a backbone. Absolutely. And so this will help you become self-reliant, right? Number five is be vulnerable and ask for help when you need it. And don't go through life finding your path alone. Mm -hmm. Support from another will help you climb ladders quicker and you will learn valuable lessons along the way and your heart will be rich. Wow, that's lovely. I'm just saying these because I wish somebody had said those to me when I was younger.
0: And I think this is part of the beauty of this is that if anybody takes anything away from this podcast, is these valuable tips that we're giving out because that advice is so essential for anyone who's coming up. or whatever age you're at, you know, it's good for our children. It's good for people, uh, you know, kind of mid-range. And for anybody who's under fifty. Absolutely. So what about three tips to anybody who's over fifty? What would you say to the women who are over fifty? What would what's the, the tips that would that come to your to your mind?
1: Okay. So number one tip I would say put your health number one. Mm-hmm. Your mental, your physical, emotional, and your spiritual health. Number one. So take care of your body, mind, and your soul. Put yourself, put your soul number one. Mm -hmm. You got to take care of that health. Because the soul houses in the body. You got to take care of it. And that's tip number one. Tip number two. Live from the fullness of your heart.
0: Nice. Allow your
1: heart to open. Allow your heart to open and follow your heart's and soul's desire or that vision. That your soul is showing you, and allow yourself to show up as fully as you allow your true self to show up. Show up as your true self, right from that soul place, and set an intention to create a better world for yourself and others. Mm-hmm. And tip number three is love and accept each living being that enters your space in your life. Greet each person with gratitude and thank them for the divine encounter, the exchange, and the reflection they gifted you with.
0: That's an interesting one because it can be challenging as well, that one, (laughs) can't it?
1: Well, I think in your 50s, you're going to be challenged with those.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) We are
1: all being challenged with that, right? When we create a better world, then um, I think we need to Embrace those challenges. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for the
0: interview today. Is there anything welcome. else you'd like to say, Naveen, for, before we end the, the, the interview, the podcast?
1: Oh, I can't think of anything else except, you know, I would say that no matter what happens in life, love yourself. Yep. Keep loving your heart. Absolutely. And just lead with that loving your heart.
0: Excellent. Wise words from a wise woman. So thank you very much for being on the podcast today. It's been well, thank
1: you for inviting me. Thank you for inviting me. I really
0: appreciate it. <laughs> oh you're most welcome. It's been interesting. It's been reflective. It's been powerful. Um so thank you very much for your wise words. So Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. If you want to hear more from some amazing women over 50 who are kicking ass and making impact, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember to rate, comment and share with other fabulous women. And together, let's change the narrative that you don't have to be invisible, no matter how old you are. Check out our other services on www.yourenotinvisibleafter50.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok. And always remember that life doesn't have to end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning.